Hello, good morning, good afternoon, good whenever you're listening. Uh, this is Her Moment in History, the podcast. And Michelle. And I'm Grace. Um, and this week, well, this episode, we are talking about... We were just talking about myths, or is it specifically Greek myths? I can't remember which one we went with. I thought with. we went with Greek myth. It what? Yeah. Um, I hope so. It reminds me of Greek myth, but it also obviously fits into the, the umbrella of myth. Yeah, um, I mean Romans basically copied the Greeks. It's, <laughs> they did. Kind. Of, well, I don't know which. I don't actually know which kind of came first. The Greeks. Is that maybe really bad at history. The Greeks came first because they did the Olympics. I mean that doesn't put a time <laughs> on anything. It does to me. Oh, okay, and then the fair. Romans were like what two hundred AD, eighty AD, something like that. I just know that the Romans invaded us, and that's why we um, do the things Don't, we do. Didn't they invade us, like, four times, but the only success, like, successful, blah, 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 successful one... Suffer, suffer, suffer. Mm. Was the mm. last one. I, I mean, if the first one was successful, it would mean that the other three were a bit pointless. True. I mean, mm. we could be just making this up right now. I guarantee we're going to have some people who know their history sitting listening to this and tearing their hair out in anger. Maybe. <laughs> Brilliant. Anyway, let's irritate them more. Yep. <laughs> um, so, <laughs> who have you done for this episode? So, my woman is... She's a princess in Greek mythology. Mm-hmm. She is Andromeda. <gasps> Andromeda. I honestly didn't know she was a Greek princess, goddess. I didn't. I know the name is Greek. But I didn't know... Yeah. I don't know who she is, what she did. Because I knew it from the closest galaxy to us is Andromeda. Which Mm -hmm. is mostly why I chose this person, because I have an amazing fact about that galaxy, which I will get to later on. (laughs) Okie dokie. I eagerly await. Yeah. So she was the daughter of King Cephas and Queen Mm -hmm. Cassiopeia. I know that name. Mm -hmm. And they, they ruled in the region of... It says Ethiopia, but it's spelt with an A, so I'm pretty sure it's just Ethiopia. Okay. Because it says which consisted of the Upper Nile region, and I think Ethiopia is near Egypt, and Egypt is in the Nile, so it all links together in my head. Egypt is in the Nile? Yep. Not the Nile is in Egypt? Yep. (laughs) Yep. (laughs) Yep, I know what I'm doing today. (laughs) Mm -hmm, Definitely. Yeah, so the, the story... Is a bit odd about Andromeda, but so are most Greek myths, I guess. So basically, mm. her mother boasted that Andromeda was more beautiful than the Nereids, the Nereids, who were the daughter of Nerissus and Doris, who were like and Doris. Literally, I wanted to do Doris, but there was nothing on Doris. I was so upset. That's so sad. <laughs> <laughs> And they were they were companions of Poseidon, so they were like in the sea. Oh yes, mm-hmm. I think I came across them in my research briefly. Mm-hmm. So she committed hubris, you know, arrogance. Um. So Poseidon, in his anger, decided to send a sea monster called Cetus to ravage the lands of Ethiopia. Because she liked looking at herself. No, because her mother said that she was more beautiful than. These couple's daughters. 
Right. Still seems a bit of an overreaction, but okay. Yeah. And so after consulting an oracle, not quite sure where, who they, they announced that no respite would be found until the king, who is Andromeda's dad, um, sacrificed his daughter. So the king and queen chained Andromeda to a rock in order to be sacrificed by the monster. <laughs> what? I know, it's ridiculous. And I because re- I was looking at all the paintings and all the art surrounding it, and every single one, she's naked, tied of to course. a rock. Just like, why of would course. she be naked? Because every painter has a BDSM kind of fantasy. Literally, there's no logical reason for her to be naked. Like, no, nope. she could probably but blend like in with person... the rock more if she was wearing clothes. <laughs> one person would have like uh, painted her that way. And then every other painter was like, oh my god, yeah. yes. Well, now we have to, otherwise yeah. we break canon. It's like, no, that's not how it works. I find it weird that no one's ever painted the Virgin Mary pregnant and naked. Because I know she's holy, but, like, she did. She was pregnant with Jesus. Yeah. Now you've said that, that's going to really irritate me every time I see a picture mm-hmm. of her. I like a Da Vinci painting I mean, of her called um, Madonna on the Rocks. I've seen it's that in one. London. Yeah, yeah, I like it. I like the rocks. I mean, what she? <laughs> <laughs> of course you do. I <laughs> said, so was the Virgin Mary like pregnant for like a proper pregnancy term? I'm guessing so. Does it take mm. longer to to grow the Son of God? I'm not quite sure. I mean, it has to, right? That's he did have a yeah, big there's ego. Just more time. Yeah. Have I? Well, it's like Einstein was in the womb for longer. Was he? And that's why he was so smart. So maybe if Jesus was in the womb for, like, a fuck ton of years... Did his mum die? Then that's why he was so... Uh, I don't know. I, I don't really know a lot about Albert Einstein's mum, unfortunately. We should do an episode on her. I don't know if there would be a lot. True. Other than that she was Einstein's mum. I know there's a, um, a National Geographic series on Einstein. And I watched the first episode, I... but I can't remember. I know his wife was pretty amazing, Ooh. like really amazing, but very overlooked, obviously. But um, mm. yeah, I think she's. Yeah, I'm not gonna say that because it's. If I get that wrong, but I have a feeling that like she was quite smart too, if not as smart. I would hope so that Albert Einstein would get it intelligently. He deserves it. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I don't. Mm. Yeah, I don't think their marriage lasted. No, probably not. I have a feeling they separated. Well, he was a bit full of himself. I don't think he was full of himself. Yeah. I think he was just really smart. He was, and it did get, you know, it was bad because also he created things that were bad. Yeah. Like, um, God of Weapons. And the Nazis. Bad he didn't things. create the Nazis, but... He didn't create the Nazis, I think no, he was against them, that was... but they were there too. I mean, wasn't he Jewish? Maybe. Einstein sounds... Jewish. Honestly, history people are going to hate us. There's an E and an I. He's, he's Jewish. Could be. This episode's going so well. It's It's got no no fact in it thus far. Yeah. Brilliant. Well, it's mythology. We're just creating our own mythology about Albert Einstein. Mm-hmm. The mythical figure of Einstein. Yeah, that's what I'll tell my kids. Okay. <laughs> so um 
Okay, back to the to the story. So yes, she's chained to a rock naked. Yes. So someone you may know, Perseus. Yes. He, he was flying near the coast of Ethiopia on his winged sandals, nice. having just killed Medusa. She cool, was still cool. carrying a severed head, you know, in his pocket. Oh, okay. I mean, it might not have been. His I don't pocket. know if it was in his pocket. I just added that in for a dramatic his pocket. effect. Okay. <laughs> um, which, you know, I feel like most people know the story, but just in case there's that one person who doesn't know, Medusa could turn people to stone with her if. She could what? I know. <laughs> what was it? If she looked at them. Yeah, it was if she looked at them, yeah. Yeah. Wasn't it her snakes, did it? I don't if know. It, if, it, if her snakes looked at you. It was one of them. She was a gorgon. One of the snakes. Yes. Yeah. Gorgon? Mm. Um. Gorgonzola. Like the cheese. <laughs> yeah. So as he was flying in the air past Andromeda, he saw he mm-hmm. saw her tied to the rock. And in that instant he fell in love with her. Oh, yes. I know. I don't know how quick he did this because this monster must have took a while to come because somehow Perseus <laughs> went to Andromeda's dad, Cepheus, and asked if he could have a hand in marriage, if he could save her. And then he was like, Yep, go ahead. And so Perseus, like, came back, killed the monster with his magical sword, although this is a debate. It could have been his magical sword that killed Medusa, or it could have been Medusa's head that turned the monster to stone. You see, that was my first thought. Mm. If he had it, he might as well have used exactly. it. Mm. Or he just forgot it was there. It's, it would be hard to, to remember that you are carrying a, um, a woman's head in your hands, especially when that head turns things to literal stone. Not if you're used to it. <laughs> used to carrying a head. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so what? What's that? Oh, just this is the the latest one. Oh, nice. I'm liking the shade. It really compliments mm-hmm. your outfit. It's got today. snakes and everything. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. yeah, you'd hope you wear green, wouldn't mm. you? Just so it really compliments. Yeah. yeah. But it was a sea monster. I don't know why I think a sea monster has anything to do with snakes, but in my head they they link. You didn't need to know that, yep. but there you go. Thank you very much, yeah. <laughs> um, so, Perseus saved her. I mean, this cool. isn't a great feminist story. I'm fully aware of that. I just thought she was just quite interesting. I mostly just wanted to say my Andromeda fact. <laughs> okay, did they fall madly in love just because he'd saved her and she was well, like, he, I'm indebted he to fell you, in love I have no free the will. The instant he saw her. Yeah, but she didn't see him. I know, I don't know where her choice in this was. Her dad. Well, That's she's her like, well, from. He said if yes. I, I could have been dead, so I guess it's a choice. <sighs> Lesser of two evils, depending how you look at it. Yeah. So they started making preparations for the wedding. And then there was some um, kerfuffles. Because, <laughs> because um, she was previously promised to her uncle Phineas. So many issues there. Um, mm. So he was a bit mad because he was like, well, that should have been my bride. But then the king promised Perseus, who then saved her. So a bit late, Phineas. I say, if I was Phineas, I'd be like, mm. I realise I have nothing to offer in comparison to a guy who's literally saved her life, yeah. but <laughs> still feel some in some way debted. Mm-hmm. Perseus decided to sort this situation out by whipping out Medusa's head again. 
and turned nice. Phineas and all his allies into stone. Nice, nice. Quick problem solved. Nice some like statues at the wedding. Yes. Decorations. Mm-hmm. It's all prepar- preparing. It's all sorted. Yeah. Save a lot of money that way. Centerpieces are not cheap. Exactly. Yep, they got married. And then she followed him on his journey back to Greece. And they had nine children together. Seven sons and two daughters. That's a lot of kids. That is a lot of kids. And, um... Wait, did I miss the bit that said about... I think that's later. It was about the meaning of what Andromeda meant. I can't... Oh, you... You forgot to put your Andromeda fact in. No, it's a different fact. No, it's just what oh, Andro right. and then Mida meant. I just... I thought I wrote it down. No. Oh, well. Someone can tell me. Even though they're here to, to listen to me to tell them. Oh, well. Um... So, so after she died, you know, skip ahead a bit. Um, yeah, hopefully quite a few years. Hopefully, I'm not quite sure. Um, the goddess Athena decided to place it on the sky as a constellation. So she was nearby her husband Perseus and her mother Cassiopeia. Oh, that's really nice. Is that your fact? No, it's even better. Oh my gosh, you've got a lot of fantastic facts in this mm-hmm. one. It's so this story is classed as you know the is it the seven stories that you can break down that most is it that like every story breaks down in some way to one of these seven stories? You never heard that I before. I have no idea. No. So it's basically it's considered to be one of like the original ones of them and it's the princess and dragon motif pretty much. Oh. I kind of know what you mean. Yeah, there's like the hero's tale. That's quite cool. The princess. Yeah. There's a lot of He slays the dragon. Yeah, yeah. Mm. Like after the Greek times, it was mostly a sort of unknown thing, the story, which, as most Greek myths were, until the Renaissance, the rebirth, classical mm-hmm. times. And then mm-hmm. the interest was revived because Ovid's, uh, it's from Ovid's Metamorphosis. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that's uh, Andromeda. And now I'll tell you my fact, which has absolutely mm-hmm. nothing to do with the woman at all. <laughs> I can't, I don't know the years specifically. So basically, the Milky Way, our galaxy, and Andromeda, mm-hmm. the closest galaxy to us, are slowly coming, colliding together, like slowly going to like, they're on the track to collide basically, mm-hmm. in a few... I really like that you did hand actions for that, as though I wouldn't know... Yeah, and no one what? could see them. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, um, and so it's going to be, I think it's millions or billions of years' time, a long time, uh, when mm-hmm. this happens. But basically, when this happens, like, our whole night sky will enti- be entirely different. We won't have the same stars. They'll be completely different stars. We won't get destroyed by it because there's so much space. But wait, really? Yeah, like our night sky will be completely different. We won't recognize it at all. But like, will people still be here if we last that long? It's definitely before the like seven billion years till the sun dies. Oh my god! So, yeah, that's so cool. Really? See, it's a good fact. Fantastic. Fact. Yeah, and so the name of the galaxy would then be Milkdromeda. I know. I didn't name it. Not a, yeah. I, uh, 
and drum away would work better. Oh, that's really good. I like that. Why did? Yeah. See. <laughs> yeah. And then I wrote after mm. that. I don't like all the paintings of her naked. Important. Just so I didn't forget. Yeah, that's. I mean, kind of problematic. But Very problematic. But I'm not gonna hide that fact. No, we don't. We don't hide from our history. We correct. We do. Yeah. So, because we thought. I mean, this has been kind of long. We thought that we wouldn't need. Yeah. We wouldn't have enough information on each of the women, so we were gonna do a mythical creature each too. Mm-hmm. So. Should I do mine now? We can do. Or do you want to do them both at the end? Or I don't know. I don't know. And I do it now because then, yeah, I suppose the format would be changed. and We can't mess with the format. I don't know how I can cope <laughs> with that. No. I mean, I chose this one because it's a band and I like one song that they've ever done. Oh, <laughs> go on. Um, it's the Hippocampus. Oh, the... the... Oh, this like a that's a band. Yeah, the only song I know is called "Suicide Saturday." Of course, you have <laughs> um, I only know the hippocampus is the part of the brain. Yes, I was trying to find the link and um, of how. Yeah, but no, in Greek mythology, it's a seahorse. Yes, because Percy Jackson has one. I think does he? I didn't know this. I've read three of them. I think so. I should know that. I think he gets given him in the second. Oh, I wasn't paying much attention in that one. <laughs> Fair enough. Um, so a hippocampus is typically being depicted as the upper body of a horse and the lower body of a fish. <laughs> Does it have horsey legs? No, it's got little flippers. A tail. <laughs> so it's like neck, almost. Is a horse is a horse and then everything below like i'm imagining like stallion kind of like physique mm-hmm. okay. and then a trout. <laughs> and then yeah um yikes would the horse bit be trout color or would the trout be horse color i'm not sure because we didn't have any pictures to take of them we didn't have cameras back then so i no no we didn't have any that's a shame yeah um, you would with everything else they invented that they would have invented the camera by them. I know. I have a feeling there is a fan art from the Percy Jackson oh, series of hyper cameras, <laughs> and I'm gonna try and find it whilst you keep okay. talking. Um. So I got this a fact that I just copy and pasted because I liked the way mm-hmm. it was phrased. So it says the ancients believed that they were the adult form of the small fish we call the seahorse. <laughs> the ancients i don't the ancients. i don't know who they are they're just that's what we call our grandparents the ancients <laughs> the ancients and yes there is a picture of a hippocampus oh my god we'll put it we'll put it there on was one Instagram. in the yeah one sec, i'll show you i'll um i'll show you that there you go oh my goodness in all of its glory look how majestic that is very majestic Right. It's it's kind of like a dragon, but it's not a dragon. It's a horse. Yeah. With a fish. Less trouty though. Very less or like trouty. Ely. Yeah. It does actually link back to the story, because the Hippocampi were the mounts of the Nereid nymphs and sea gods, who were oh. the ones who got angry 
but Andromeda's known for saying she's prettier than them. Um, and then Poseidon drove a chariot that had two to four of these creatures on. Yes. Yep. Which, yeah. Did he get the idea because um, land people used horses to pull their carts, or did the land people get the idea because mm. he used hippocampi to pull the carts? That is a good question that I do not know the answer to. Ah, see, philosophical thinking. Mm. So, some fun facts. So, the mm-hmm. horse appears in the Homeric poems um, as the symbol of Poseidon. Mm-hmm. And the the seahorse, um, its genus in, like, the, the fish world is called the hippocampus. That's really yeah. cool. <laughs> Mm. And I'm just trying to think. I don't know how it relates to the brain. Yeah. Oh wait, I might have. I think I just put things that, at the time, I think, fitted. Um. There was oh. an, another fact though that one of the small moons of moons of Neptune was called Hippocamp, after the creature, and that was found mm-hmm. in 2000, 2019, so last year. Mm-hmm. In case we release it next oh, wow. year. In 2021. <laughs> I, I, hope, I hope not. Yeah. So, in terms of the brain, I think I came up with a link. It's not scientific, it's my own opinion. Um, <laughs> I'm going to love this. So, it's, so, a hippocampus in the brain is the structure that's embedded in the temporal lobe of each cerebral cortex. So, we have two parts of the brain, and I think it's the temporal bit at the front. I'm not entirely sure. Yeah. yeah? And it's so the part that's uh, for it regulates emotion, learning, and memory. Yes. So, I mean, my theory is that because humans and and mammals both have two hippocampi in each side of their brain, um, mm-hmm. and so they they form a part like one's short term memory and the other's long term memory. Yeah. And so it enables navigation, like spatial memory navigation. So it's like... So it pulls it, the car. It pulls the car. It pulls you through your life, That's... like Poseidon. That is loose. It's wonderful. It's lo- it's very wonderful. I love it. But it is loose. <laughs> it's, I don't think so. Okay. I think it's no, genius. No, <laughs> I've, something tells me that the, it's actually just because of a different route, like... That maybe hippocampus comes from a, like the root word. Probably M- might be different. Yeah, I'm sorry. Can I find that out? But I could be wrong. That is literally just a guess. Yeah. Well, I have the facts. You might not. <laughs> I might not know. Yeah, but that is Andromeda and the hippocampus. I liked it. It was good. That Thank was really good, actually. And it, it, you know, there was a lot. There. I know. I thought it was going to be over in ten minutes. Should we take a break? Uh, we should, yes. Thank you very much, and we'll sure see you in a second. Hey, Christy, what do we talk about on our podcast? Well, Ashley, we talk about all kinds of weird stuff. Like aliens. And ghosts. And cults. And cryptids. And witches. And murders. Yeah, even sometimes murders. 
basically we talk about all kinds of weird shit. Oh, I already said that. Oh. So yeah, if you like weird topics, feminist rants, and the occasional F-bomb, you should listen to us. We post new episodes every other Monday. Find us online at thatsweird.org. And subscribe to That's Weird on iTunes, Stitcher, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Welcome back. Oh, I did, during the break, I did uh, Google the hippocampus yes. and why it is called that and why it is called that in the brain because it was bothering me mm-hmm. and I know. Why? So the hippocampus is actually at the side of the head, oh. not at the oh, front. It's like, it's, so it, it's kind of like thick at the top and then it like curls around your ear almost. Yeah. So it looks a bit like a weird hearing aid, mm-hmm. but like inside your brain, it looks like a seahorse. Oh, I really like that. That's cool. Yeah. So that's why it's called that, because it, it looks like a seahorse. Cool. I still prefer my that's theory. That's very quick. I do too, but I'm afraid the actual one was a bit a bit boring. Yeah. Very yeah. literal. Yeah. The males give birth. They do. Have you ever seen it? Yeah, they just shoot out of them. Yeah, it's weird. It kind of looks like they're ejaculating. Speaking of birth, though, I, my friend showed me this Instagram where it's just women giving birth on it. That sounds like my worst nightmare. But it's like so weird. You just want to keep watching it. You, I don't know why. But you do. Mm. It's called mm. Badass Mother Bertha if anyone wants to look at it. Just in case. Yeah, I won't it's be. It's quite but, funny because uh, there's bear it in mind. some pictures <laughs> where the head's just sticking out at the mum. <laughs> No! <laughs> no! <laughs> and, and they just plop out. It's quite funny. <laughs> I tried to show it my pregnant boss, but she didn't She didn't want to see it. <laughs> I'll send it to my cousin. She's pregnant at the moment. I'm She'll sure she would love, love it. it. To be fair, she probably would. <laughs> she's all... She's, yeah, yeah, dinner for, like... Oh, pregnancy is beautiful. I'm like, it's gross. Yeah. <laughs> but they're kids. <laughs> Anyway, <laughs> uh, so the person um, I have done this week is Cassandra. Ooh. Yeah. Like from Doctor Who. Um, uh, a little bit different than that Cassandra. Yeah, well, yeah. Um, I'm sure they're linked somehow. Like, I cannot think of a single way that they I will find a way. <laughs> okay. When you think of it, just, just drop him. I will. So Cassandra was the daughter of, I really should have learned how to pronounce these names before I did this, Priam. Mm-hmm. Uh, who was the last king of Troy? Oh, so she was a princess too. Um, she was also known as Alexandra. No idea why. She just was. Uh, apparently, she had uh, dark brown curly hair and dark brown eyes. Also, don't know how they know that, but apparently, it's described in one of the texts mm-hmm. that she's written about. She was said to be the most beautiful of his daughters. I don't know how many he had, but um she was the most beautiful Mm -hmm. she was also clever uh so she had a lot going for her but she was also insane cool cool yeah cool uh she was loved by apollo he just you know saw her loved her she was beautiful she was clever sold is he the god Um, of wine that's dionysus Apollo is the brother of Artemis. He was the god of... I'm going to get this wrong, but I want to say the sun. 
Yeah, he promised her the power of prophecy. Ooh. Oh. Um, but only if she would sleep with him. Oh. Hmm. Did she? She said yes. Yes. She got the powers, mm. then refused to sleep with him. Smart. Yeah. She had already taken a chastity uh, to remain a virgin for life, though. So that was the reason why. Okay. He got pissed. Yeah. So angry. But he wasn't able to take back his gift. <laughs> so he kind of adapted it slightly. So she still had the power to see the future, but no one would ever believe her. Mmm. Mmm. I know, a clever little twist. Some say that she was actually born with the gift and that Apollo gave it to her because of how beautiful she was, mm-hmm. but she never asked for it. One version said that she went to the temple of Apollo and his little snakes licked the insides of her ears, uh, which is what allowed her to listen to the prophecies. Mm-hmm. Um, and this kind of is quite common because the idea of Apollo snakes letting people foresee the future or understand animals is quite common in Greek mythology. Mm-hmm. One version said he spat in her mouth. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, which whichever you'd like to believe. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the curse obviously like brought her a lot of frustration. Mm-hmm. A lot of despair. One version says that she was actually locked up in the citadel by her dad. Oh. Yep. Accompanied by um, a war dress, a wooden, mm-hmm. who looked after her and told the king whatever she said. So that's how we kind of know a lot about what her prophecies were. Mm-hmm. And she taught her brother the art of prophecy, but he was believed, um. unlike her, which is, yeah, a bit annoying. She said to her brother Paris he said that if he went to war he would bring home the destruction of their city Whoa. which was Sparta mm-hmm. he did anyway because he didn't care and when he came back with Helen of Troy yes that Helen mm-hmm. yes <laughs> Cassandra attacked her for what she was going to bring mm-hmm. apparently she tore at her uh, veil and her hair but everyone just went, that's Cassandra, bit of a nutter, <laughs> absolutely fine. Mm-hmm. She predicted then from that the, the fall of Troy um, to the Greeks and uh, predicted the death of Agamemnon. Mm-hmm. I think that's how you pronounce the name. Um, but nobody cared. Yeah, they just didn't care. She said that um, if they brought the Trojan horse, it would lead to their destruction. <laughs> but they did it anyway. Mm. She ran at the horse with an axe and a burning torch to destroy the horse herself, but the Trojans stopped her because <laughs> the horse was just too pretty. <laughs> oh, goodness. <laughs> yeah, the Greeks inside, obviously, were very, very pleased. Uh, they hadn't, she hadn't succeeded, but they were very curious to know how that she worked out their plan. Mm. She predicted that her cousin... Now, the spelling is pron- telling me this is pronounced anus, but I don't want to say it's pronounced anus let's just say it is, Aeneas uh, would escape to find a new nation in Rome and it's a good one that no one believed that because that's what actually happened. Her, She was the first to see her brother Hector's body brought back to the city after he was killed in the Trojan War and after mm. she had predicted it but no one believed her. Um, and then there's this weird bit in the middle. So despite the fact that all this was going on mm-hmm. and that no one believed her and everybody thought she'd gone a little bit crazy. These two guys fell in love with her. Oh. Called 
Caribus and Thronus, I think it's pronounced. Mm-hmm. Um, and they literally came to fight in the war to help because they loved her so much. Wow. Yeah. They were both killed, oh. but um, a nice offering. And then there was a guy called Euripilus. Mm-hmm who also was in love with her and offered um, her hand, her his hand, mm-hmm. but she said only if you fight in the war. So he fought in the war. Um, I don't... I think he survived, but I don't think they ended up getting married. Mm-hmm. The, during the war, uh, Ajax, the lesser, which was his name, mm-hmm. which is lovely, dragged her from the altar of Athena, where she was seeking shelter, and raped her on the foot of the temple. Oh. Mm-hmm. For some reason... <laughs> And you know how you said that all artwork is a bit weird when it comes to the Greek Greek myths? So for some reason, this scene is the one that's very often recreated in Greek art. Why? It's not a good thing. It's not something to be proud of. It's not nice. Mm. It's... People. Literally. Yeah. Odysseus tried to get Ajax stoned for what he'd done uh, because it was so sacrilegious. But he said he was innocent and everyone was like, Mm. Mm. yeah okay me too isn't around yet so it doesn't have any power yeah but obviously like athena had seen what had happened mm. and because it had happened on her temple she was so angry she sought help from poseidon zeus mm-hmm. to send a massive storm to the greek fleet to kill them but ajax himself survived ah. with the power of poseidon oh. why is he involved I know, it's like, choose your loyalties, dude. Mm. So, um, Athena just, just killed Ajax. Just just was like, okay, Boy. didn't work once, gone. It said that most likely did this by impaling him on a flash of fire to the chest, which caused his body to thrust against some sharp rocks and then killed him. Mm-hmm. But those rocks were then called Ajax. Hmm. Because how do we commemorate a rapist named some rocks after him? Mm. Um, another version said that Poseidon killed him because of how ignorant Ajax um, had gotten. But fuck Poseidon, he saved him in the first place. Yeah. Um, Ajax became a national hero after this, unfortunately, to his own people. Ugh. At least we, mm-hmm. we didn't let this happen to Harvey Weinstein. Yes, that is true. Yes, we have learnt from our mistakes. <laughs> yes. Um, it took 2,000 years. Uh, and it's... Hmm, here we go. Mm-hmm. Yeah. To atone for his crimes, Locranes, I think it's pronounced, mm-hmm. uh, had to send two maidens to Troy every year for a 1,000 years as slaves to the Athena's temple. If they were caught before they reached the temple, they'd be murdered. So murder or slavery to atone... For the crimes of a man. Oh my god. Mm-hmm. Mm. So after the capture of Troy, mm-hmm. after all the shit she'd already been through, yeah. Cassandra was still alive. Mm-hmm. And they thought, wonderful, we're going to give you to Agamemnon as a concubine. Mm. She didn't want this, obviously, <laughs> but uh, because obviously, you know, concubine, but also because she'd obviously foreseen his death. So she was like, I kind of don't want to be a part of that mm. because I've seen how you die and it's not very pretty. 
in some versions, uh, it said that when she was meant to leave, she left behind a chest, mm-hmm. like a treasure chest. Wonderful. But inside the treasure chest was a curse. Not her curse, but a curse. Mm-hmm. To whichever Greek opened it first. Mm. Inside was the image of Dionysus. Mm. And when you looked at it, you went mad. Cool. Yeah. And so the chest was given to this guy called Euripilus mm-hmm. for winning the war. And then, woohoo, he got given a curse and he went mad. But apparently he it was all okay mm. in the end. Euripilus is also the name of the guy who was who asked for her hand in marriage, mm. um, which confused me, but it's a different okay. one. This one was inside the horse. Yeah, it confused me Wonderful. too. <laughs> yeah. So Cassandra was... Yeah, there's a lot of like weird bits that connect to this story. I think that's just why it's so long. There's mm. nothing to do with how, how much information there was. So she was killed, Cassandra was killed with Agamemnon by his wife and his wife's lover. Okay. Who she'd met while she was away at war. Um, some say that Cassandra and Agamemnon had kids together mm. before they died. Um, but the kids were also killed by the lover, so yeah. no one's quite sure. Um, and uh, when she died, her soul was sent to the um, Elysian Fields. Is that how you say it? No idea. Sounds about right. Okay, cool. Yeah, to the Elysian Fields, mm-hmm. where only worthy souls rest in the underworld. That's good, I think. Yes, so she has some comeuppance in death. Um, yep. And so... The story of Cassandra is kind of like this big, and I say, like an example of being able to see the future but never being able to believe. So it's um, created a thing called the Cassandra Syndrome, mm-hmm. uh, which is based on the myth. And it's uh, like a modern day version of someone who gives predictions of something that's probably going to happen but are not believed when they share this and it was kind of created um, originally by this guy called Gaston Banchelard Mm -hmm. and then was adapted by many people later on one of which was a woman called Laurie Shapira Mm -hmm. um, who did a study in in 1988 and found that three factors made the complex the complex so mm-hmm. it had to have three these three things it had had to have a dysfunctional relationship which was apollo effectively mm-hmm. it had to have emotional or physical suffering that um and then the being disbelieved mm-hmm. about those facts um and she said that cassandras are often prone to hysteria because she feels not only attacked from people not believing her Mm. but she also feels attacked from within that maybe she doesn't believe herself whoa it's yeah and then somebody else came along later and added to this and said that uh the archetypes weren't gender specific Mm -hmm. that um actually both the apollo and the cassandra can actually both exist with insiders and that um the apollo can be like your personality on the surface and then in like the gratification one but then inside we have this feeling of like disbelief and hysteria oh. it's, yeah like a i didn't describe that very well but um mm. um it's also a term used in the corporate world for somebody who predicts like profits not working mm-hmm. 
and he's not disbelieved which then causes the um company to somehow suffer uh, and this guy called warren buffett who um predicted the stock market crash in the 90s before it happened mm. earned him the title the wall street cassandra <laughs> um and these cassandras are actually quite useful because they're able to kind of see the worst thing mm. that could happen in order to kind of put things in place to prevent it mm. and then there is one of the huge Cassandras because when I was reading all this I was like okay somebody who can predict when bad things are going to happen based on science Mm -hmm. and who is told science is not true oh brought to mind the global warming crisis so the environmental Cassandras is what their name and yes it's like what Greta Thunberg is oh so someone who can literally predict the environmental catastrophes that are going to happen Mm. and yet is being mocked and jeered and disbelieved um, because other people don't want to see it. Oh my God. And then might even be blamed for the disaster after it comes to pass. There was Mm. um, an environmentalist called Alan Atkinson Mm. in 1999 who gave a... I I don't know if it was a talk or like he wrote Mm -hmm. something. And he said... Too often we watch helplessly, as Cassandra did, while the soldiers emerge from the Trojan horse just as foreseen and wreck their uh, predicted havoc. Worse, Cassandra's dilemma has seemed to grow more inescapable even as the chorus of Cassandra's has grown larger. Whoa. Yeah. So, at a time of environmental crisis, (laughs) as the chorus gets louder... It just gets more and more distressing when oh my God. it's disbelieved. So, there you go. That's very good. Thank you. That's that's my person. Well, it's like, there was a lot on her, but a lot of it was just kind of stuff... It's like an onion. Added it on. It just kept going. It it's like so did. many layers. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> yeah. Well, that was really interesting. Thank you. Do you want me to do my creature or? Yes. It's, yeah. So when we first got the title of Greek Myths, I really wanted to do the one of um, Orpheus and Eurydice. And they're both men. No, Eurydice is a woman. I did not know that. Okay. Do you know the, do you know the, <laughs> the story of Orpheus and Eurydice? Isn't Orpheus like something to do with how? Yes. That's about it. So, okay, really, really briefly, because it mainly focused on Orpheus, mm-hmm. which is why I didn't do it in the end. Um, Eurydice is an Orpheus, madly in love. She dies, gets bitten by a snake, dies, goes to hell. Orpheus travels to hell. And, oh, that's um, the, the film where dreams may come. That's the entire plot. I have never seen that it's film. It's got Robin Williams in it. I will look for that film. It's what um, Hades Town is based on. Do you know that? No. No. Okay. And the title comes um, from Hamlet's "To Be or Not to Be" speech. There's so many layers. I, <laughs> I love it. <laughs> um, yeah. Oh, so you know that on the way out of hell, he's told not to look at her. I don't think that's in it. Oh, okay. Once he gets, once Orpheus gets to hell, he's told that Eurydice can go back to Earth with him, mm-hmm. as long as. 
the whole way out she is behind him and he doesn't look back at her if he looks back at her she will go back to hell and they are literally almost at the surface mm-hmm. and because he he can't hear her anymore he's he just cannot resist turning around and looking at her and all he sees as she falls back mm-hmm. is her arm outstretched to him and she she goes back into hell oh well, i don't think the film ends as sad <laughs> I'm sorry. I mean, it's kind of because Orpheus back on Earth then kind of dedicates his life because he's um, a musician. Yes. He dedicates his life to like writing love stories and um, poems. And he he writes about famous kind of sometimes tragic love stories of Greek mythology and lives out his days until he eventually dies. And he now he is now with Eurydice's um, in hell. In hell. I'm sure the um, can-can is something to do with Orpheus. I really hope so. Because I know in Titanic, they're like, let's play Orpheus, boys. And then they go, da 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 and it's the can-can. <laughs> you mean the song that they play on the violins? Yeah, it's the can-can. It's, uh, it's something it? to do with Orpheus. I know it is. I'm Googling. I mean, that makes sense. I didn't realise it was the can-can. Yeah, okay. it's uh, Orpheus in the underworld. Mm-hmm. It's a, it's an operetta of Orpheus yep. in the Underworld and the can-can is part of it, is a bit in it. That's, I never knew that and that's really weird. Yep, there we go. <laughs> the can-can is part of, brilliant, I love that. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> but the, obviously the Greek myth revolves around him. Oh yeah. So I didn't do it, but... Eurydice was a dryad. Mm-hmm. So a, like a tree nymph that, or something like that. Yes! So that is my Greek creature. A <laughs> it's a tree nymph, a dryad. Ah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I managed to get her in there somehow. Mm-hmm. They originally were all oak, the dryads were, because dry, like the beginning of the word, I think actually means oak mm-hmm. in Greek. Uh, etymology. You know, acorns um, turn into but oaks. That's familiar, but no. Yes, no. <laughs> I'm sure they do. Yeah. So what's an acorn tree? An oak tree. So why are they called different things? Are they? Someone been telling me why. Oh, it says the acorn or oak knot is the knot of the oaks. So, you know, like, wait, I'm getting confused. Do you get oat milk? Oat, it's a different thing. Completely different. Yeah. Not from the tree. That's oak with a K. Yeah, <laughs> that's why I was getting confused. I was like, what's oak milk, uh, oat milk made out of? And I was like, it can't be made out of the wood. <laughs> no, now I'm, com- now I'm settled. Yeah. <laughs> but now dryads just kind of mean any tree creature. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're all shy creatures, except from uh, Artemis, who is a friend of the tree nymphs, mm-hmm. uh, for obvious reasons that are not so obvious to me. Mm-hmm. Um, they are tied to their homes and long lives, so as long as the tree lives, they live. Um, and there are different kinds. Um, there, are, These are a lot of words I actually don't know how to say properly. Mm-hmm. So there's the Epimelidus. Mm-hmm. 
uh, dryad who guards um, apples and sheep. Nice. Mm -hmm. Because sheep are traditionally linked to trees. Um, There's the hammer dryad. This one says if the tree died, then they would die as well. But I read on another source that happens for all dryads. So I'm a bit unsure about that one, but that's a different type of dryad. (laughs) And then there's then another type that was specifically um, ash tree nymphs, Mm. which is the Melia. Melia? I think mm-hmm. it's pronounced. Um, and they were actually the ones who tended to Zeus as an infant. Oh. Yeah. yeah. And they were um, created by the blood of castrated Uranus. <laughs> Which is what you'd want to be made out of. Yeah. Isn't it? <laughs> yeah. Um, and yeah, that's pretty much very, very short creatures. Well, no, because they're but a that's, tree, so that's tall. Tall, yeah, very, very good. <laughs> and long-lived, because trees obviously live for a long time. And obviously because, like, the link between, like, if you hurt the tree, the, the dryad gets hurt. Mm-hmm. There was um, any mortal who kind of, like, harmed mm-hmm. the trees would be punished by the gods. Which is nice. I think they should still do that sometimes. Mm. Yeah. Mm. That's yeah. cool. That was our... I didn't know they were linked Greek to the trees, week. but I like that. What, the creature, the wood nymphs? Yeah. Yeah. I think they sleep inside them or live inside them. Like, I vaguely remember pictures, like, um, artwork of them. That's Winnie the Pooh. Sleeping inside them. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I mean these things. But yes, Winnie the Pooh is also a, uh, a dryad, that is correct. I've solved yeah. it. Yeah, there we go. Mm. That's what they all look like. They look like bears that wear red t-shirts. Yeah. No mm. pants. And no trousers, yeah. Why doesn't he wear trousers? Why does none of them wear trousers? You know Donald Duck got banned in Finland for such a long time because he didn't wear trousers. But just Donald Duck, not Mickey Mouse, none of the others, just Donald Duck. Mickey Mouse wears shorts. Never mind then. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I mean... Yeah, sorry. And like Goofy wear shorts. They do. Um, Just Donald doesn't. Yeah. Mm. But because I was watching, um, you know, um, John Oliver. Mm. I don't know if you watch. Mm. He does in like a news comedy news show, um, mm. and he was saying about um, the Donald Duck. So ducks have a corkscrew shaped penis. Mhm. Mhm. And so um, he released a cartoon of Donald Duck with this cork screw-shaped penis and, like, made a joke about it. <laughs> and yeah. that, um, that bit, that just that section of the show was banned in, I've forgotten what country now, despite the fact that he was actually taking the piss out of the country as well, <laughs> just that section got banned. And the reason was is because the company that broadcasts it are owned by Disney. Oh, my God. And that's the only reason, because Disney didn't like that, that um, people were mocking... <laughs> Their duck. Wow. Mm. Goodness. <laughs> yeah. Shall we do some quick recommendations? Because I think we've it, it's been a long episode. We should. It has. My recommendation is the um the musical Hades Town. Oh, it's a musical. I didn't know that. Yes, it is. It's a really good musical as well. The music in it is 
fantastic. Mm. Um, and there's also a song in there about building a wall that's very relevant to the modern day. So I would <laughs> recommend listening to it. And it was um, written by um, a woman. Uh, I think her name... I don't know how to pronounce her name. I think it's Anais. Uh, Anais Mitchell. Um, she kind of created it. So, yeah. I'd say go listen to that because it's fantastic. Oh. Um, what is your recommendation? Mm. I'm going to go with The Seven Husbands of Evelyn Hugo. I'm going to get the last name oh, really? right. Yeah, so Grace recommended this to me and it's amazing. Is it Taylor Jenkins Reed? Reed Jenkins? Mm-hmm. One of them. Jenkins Reed, I think. Yeah. It's very good. I feel like you're best not knowing what it's about and just jumping in. It's hot, yeah, and it's not... The title doesn't really tell you a lot. No, it sounds... Like, what you think that book is going to be about is not what it's about. No. Somehow I thought it had something to do with Henry VIII, but he wasn't even mentioned once. <laughs> he wasn't. I'm really sad for those out there who <laughs> are now eagerly typing, trying to find this book that's got Henry VIII and it's not. Yes. And also, quick mention that there's a part of Google Maps where you can look under the sea at the fishes. Yeah. At the fishes. Where? We spent an hour at work yesterday, <laughs> like, just looking at dolphins in the middle of the ocean. It's so cool. Just Google it. Oh, I love that. Like, some you can move oh, around gonna... and you see the divers and the divers are just, like, there next to a giant shark. It's amazing. I think that would probably scare me, like, because the ocean as a concept kind of scares me anyway, because it's like, it's so vast, like, and we don't know a lot about yeah, it. Yeah, it's not the whole ocean. We haven't got that far. It's just, like, odd spots where they've just put a, a okay. camera down, a 360 camera, and they've just got a big area of it. I love it's that. really cool, because most of them, like, of, of them have, like, fish or the, like, nice corals. It's really relaxing. Highly recommend. I, yeah, definitely. Mm-hmm. We need to find a better way to. We to do. That's it, folks. We just awkwardly nod. So, yeah. <laughs> Thank you very much. Yes. And join us next time. Stay safe out there, Bye. people. Bye. Bye. <laughs>